A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo. It's in time. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. I remember running home from school, turning on the TV to the Cubs game, sitting with my dad to watch his heroes. Welcome to the World Series Dreaming Chicago Cubs Dreamcats. We're hanging out with Constructive View. We are not affiliated with the actual Chicago Cubs, we are just a bunch of fans who love the local nine and talking baseball, including the 2016 World Series Champion Cubs. Hello, this is Ken. I have a cold. And I think you can tell uh, with me is Jeff, who is not as terrible. And I think somebody else is showing up. Look at that. Skip's here. Right, right on time. We just did the intro, but welcome, Skip. Uh, so, yeah, we're in the middle of a game. Uh, Justin Steele is doing a last-ditch efforts in the Cy Young race, but I don't think he's going to win. But it's still very impressive, and it's uh, it's extremely much needed because uh, of the precarious situation that the Cubs are in right now. How are you, gentlemen, doing? Hey, I'm good. Doing, yeah, doing all right. Awesome. How was Costa Rica? Oh, Costa Rica was amazing. Um, as long as I didn't check the scores, everything was great down there. <laughs> Are you doing like foresting stuff down there? They have lots of forests. We we had a, uh, I'm part of this group that's called the Organization of Biological Field Stations. And we were, our annual meeting was at a field station in Costa Rica. So that's awesome. I I wish my conferences were in like tropical countries or something, but (laughs) it was pretty hot. They're usually in like crappy hotels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, you know, if you want to get the real exotic locales, you could become a mathematician and go to exotic places like Spokane in February. <laughs> I think we had a better uh, a better venue than that. I thought today we talk a little bit about the return of Marcus Stroman and how he might work in like as an opener slash hot starter, or if he even can stretch out to at least a five inning starter. Uh, and we can also talk about whether he actually opts out of this contract. My gut is no, but love to hear your thoughts. The bullpen is extremely tired, especially with a few arms on the shelf and a few other arms already overtaxed. Uh, so we just got to figure out how to patch together enough innings to make it to the end of the season. So we know that uh, Madrigal is on the disabled list or the injured list. Uh, Candelario is also, but he should return at some point. So will they return in time to make a difference? Will they, you know, is their slump a product of them being injured and playing through said injury? Talk about the rookies on the roster, like PCA and Nario. And, you know, uh, they're on the bench sometimes, but, you know, PCA came into this game. And there are some things that obviously... He needs to take care of because he is still a rookie and so is Canario. Uh, and then we can finally talk about the playoff situation because uh, 
it's looking kind of up for the Cubs, but at least at this time, they are currently winning this game. So how's that for plan, gentlemen? I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Sounds, sounds like, yeah, sounds like a great plan. As the spring gave away to summer, past the ivy-colored dreams, toward the days that kept us yearning for tomorrow's. So what do you guys think of Stroman's uh, comeback? I think I it's think just it's... in time. Uh, <laughs> Jeff and I are just going to keep talking over each other this time. Yeah, we're going to step out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go ahead. I was going to just say, I I, uh, I think it's just in time, and uh, I think it'll be a shot in the arm uh, to get one of your better guys back, even if he's a little rusty, which he showed on Saturday. Yeah, I like it a lot, too. Um even if they just use him as a one-time TD order guy, which is what I'm guessing they might do, um, I, I I think it, it's good to have a back at And if nothing else, too, uh, you know, if they piggyback him with like Assad, like they did uh, in his last start, I mean that that'll probably take a, a lot of pressure off the bullpen and at least what's left of the this season. I don't I don't know what the what they'd end up doing in the in the potential postseason series, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to have him back. He, he brings a Oh, no. He's a good vibes guy, so having a back is good for for vibes reason, if nothing else. Yeah, I thought he uh, he's usually sitting around 92, 93, but I thought he was sitting more 90, 91, so he's still kind of like, you know, building up that arm, or maybe he's taking a step back to try to save some bullets. But I think, like, as a guy who thrives on pitching to contact or whatnot, uh, if he, he he just doesn't have that much margin of error. None of our pitchers really do. Well, he was up to 64 pitches on Saturday. They weren't necessarily the most efficient, but, um, you know, it's not that big of a leap to go from there uh, with, with you know, some more efficiency and, and get four or five innings in and then uh, and then add a couple more. And then, you know, assuming we make the playoffs, uh, which I realize is perhaps a big assumption uh, the way things are, um, you know, then then maybe he'll be a little closer into form. But honestly, I'd much rather trust a uh, Stroman Assad uh, piggyback than a Smiley Assad piggyback. Very much yes. I was wondering about like whether uh, they would have Smiley piggybacking after Stroman as well, depending on like the handedness of the the guys in the order after him. But Assad seems to. Amp up like a couple of oomphs. <laughs> like if he, he's the long man rather than the starter. So I think it might be good for him. He actually picked up like what four or five innings, the the piggyback for Strowman, so that was really huge. Yeah, and I'm sure he'll do that every time. Go aside. <laughs> for- really, yeah, yeah, it'll probably end up being some combo of him and Smiley. But if, if Assad looks looks like he did uh Last week they'll just leave him in, and now this way when he's gassed, you know they don't have to uh, to, to keep him in there to wear it to, to save the bullpen. Like you know they could just go and put him in Smiley if the matchups are right, or, or pull him. Hopefully they'll have eaten more innings. And the thing is everybody's tired right now, so I get why you know there's a little bit of trouble. Uh, they're leaving the starter in, and. I, I don't think you can fault uh, David Ross for leaving the start in as much as he is. 
because everybody's tired. The arms aren't as consistent as they could be. And uh, yeah, it's just really, really tough to just string together quality innings right now because every every bullpen game, <laughs> every uh, even the ones that lock down, it's always an adventure now. It, it feels a lot like some of our previous sort of wild card type years, right? I mean, how long can you ride Joe Borowski or how long can you ride Randy Myers and, you know, or Kyle Farnsworth and you've only got like three guys in the bullpen that you really trust. It sort of feels like we're at that point, except that we were at that point, I don't know, um, three or four weeks ago. And, uh, and so those guys are already tired out. So, you know, we really need guys like Palencia and, um, you know, and maybe maybe Brandon Hughes comes back and and, um, you know, or, or Nick Birdie or somebody that that, you know, is coming off the DL. But but that really, uh, really pour it on. Right. Or even Quas, you know, he looked surprisingly good in his in his uh, save the other day. I was really surprised that they put him in. I mean, he still allowed a base runner, but. Um, but he had a couple of nice strikeouts. So some it's time for some of these other guys to step up. Yeah, and if you get to see um, uh, Mark Leiter Jr. come back, I was just looking it up because so I feel like he's barely pitched, and he, he's only made five appearances in the past three weeks, probably in part because he's out of gas. But, you know, I don't know if he, he, he was there since an injury or if he's, they're just resting him. <laughs> But, um, you know, if he steps up, that'll at least be two guys that they can quasi-rely on. Well, and hopefully Azalai comes back strong, too. So, speaking of Quas, he's in the game right now. Seems a little early. Yeah, I think uh, at that point, uh, David Ross had seen enough, and they didn't really have much of a choice because they, they were really on steel. So, sometimes <laughs> the pitcher tells you when it's time to go, and you can't really squeeze up another another uh batter or two out of them which kind of sucks maybe maybe we'll get lucky and he'll get a double play but uh then you, you might hear jeff scream in the background because something weird happened but we'll see do we know alzali's uh timeline coming back i know i think he's facing hitters again uh in his uh rehab or whatever uh there's just not that much time left <laughs> i think the 15 days are up but uh uh, it's just a matter of if he clears those baseball activities or whatever. And then Candelario is also doing the baseball activities, whatever that means. Like, you know, is he running the bases? Is he swinging the bat? Is he throwing? Uh, they, they don't really tell you what it is other than, quote, baseball activities. But, you know, like at this point, uh, I, I feel like they are in fairly good shape for what they have. Uh, Miles Mastroboni, who is a uh, favorite player, is actually doing quite well this game and has been for quite a while, uh, taking over for Nick Madrigal. So I think that's a plus. Uh, Talkman, even though he's like kind of slumping lately, he at least takes more than three pitches to make it out. So that helps. Uh, and just, I think at this point in the season, you just kind of ride it out and hope for the best, unfortunately. I should uh, I should write up a comparison between Master Boney and Zach McKinstry because you know it was Master Boney that I was advocating we keep um, and um, you know early on in the season McKinstry was making me look pretty foolish on that but I haven't checked his statistics lately. 
Uh, MLB.com says that Alzali is likely to face live hitters in batting practice tomorrow. Oh, that's a start. And uh, I, don't, I don't think you expect them to come back like full throttle, but it'd be good to at least have that as a, as a weapon, you know. Uh, yeah, there's a reason why the Atlanta Braves are like one of the best teams in the majors, and they're about to show us why. To answer your question, uh, McKinstry's been worth about one fan grass for this year. He hasn't been hitting very well, but... I guess his defensive numbers and versatility, the stats like 79 WRC plus. There you go. Well, see, I don't feel so bad about not having him on the team then. (laughs) Offense-wise, it's about the same as Master Bunny. (laughs) Hey, guys tuned into the game earlier. Uh, I I feel like Crow Armstrong has been kind of struggling a little bit. Uh, he's obviously really good at defense and has made a couple highlight plays, but every time he gets to the bases, they feel like he's trying to do too much. And I think that's part of the rookiness coming through. As uh, I don't recall last time he had a successful stolen base, and he also too planned his way out of a uh, out of a scoring situation with Bayer Suzuki at the plate. So I think there's some growing pains, uh, despite the fact that he said, hey, maybe this isn't the year for development. Maybe we don't, you know, develop players. We're trying to get people in to win. But at least, you know, every now and then you even saw Canario in center field first start. That was really cool, actually. And then I think he was eventually replaced by Pete Armstrong on defense. But, yeah, it, it's good that we're getting starts. I kind of understand why they're not getting as many starts as most prospect uh, perverts would have liked. You'd think after hitting a, a grand slam in his first start, he'd be able to crack the lineup again, but I guess not. And a double. He had a great day that day. Like, even as a DH, I mean, I don't, I don't know what uh, what what's going on there. If he you know ran over David Ross's dog multiple times with his car or what. I'm uh, pretty sure he'd be back in the minors if that was the case. But uh, it's, it's it's sort of a mystery to me, too. But um, particularly more so with Alcantara than, than Crow Armstrong, because, you know, Pete's been playing in the latter half of a lot of these games, um, and he still hasn't had a hit yet. So, um, I mean, he's had a couple RBIs and things, but... Um, but uh, you know, he hasn't really shown that he can handle the plate yet. Um, I mean, I expect that he will at some point next year, but, uh, you know, that like like you said, this is a tough place to come in. And, uh, you know, just in at the end of the season in a pennant race and, and, and catch fire. And so, you know, uh, I think uh, it would make sense to me to see Alcantara play a little bit more if you're going to play somebody, um, except for late uh, late inning um, defensive moves. Do you guys remember when? Uh, so I I remember in what the 2008 the big name that they called up was Jeff Samarja for late in- inning relief. Uh, that was a definitely late uh, late year call up. Uh, one 
closer to, you know, where where we start caring a little more, I think, is Wilson Contreras. I thought that was June. So these are these aren't June columns. These are September columns. This is like basically the first cup of coffee. So I think a little uh, first time jitters is expected from them. So I, I don't think that, that there's anything out of the ordinary. It's just you see things that they need to work on. It's just all under a bigger magnifying glass because it's the end of the year in the middle of a of a playoff race. Let me take a look at the standings real quick while we also check the out-of-town scoreboards. Uh, relying on the White Sox this season is a fool's errand. So my immediate thought is that unless the Cubs win out and the Brewers lose out, uh, especially with the head-to-head series at the end of the year, they're not going to win the division. So the Brewers literally have to win one game and they'll they'll clinch the division. So that's probably out. Uh, Arizona has a softy schedule. Uh, they're probably not going to be caught. And at that point, you're, you're kind of looking at the third wild card because Philadelphia is still doing really well, right? So there, there's no chance right now for the Cubs to catch them. There might be. But I, I feel like uh, that, that's not going to happen. So the big thing right now is to just secure that third wild card and to stay ahead of the Marlins, stay as close as possible to the Diamondbacks in case something stupid happens, and to obviously keep the cushion against the Reds because those are the closest ones. Uh, tonight, I think if the Giants win and the Cubs continue to win, uh, then... No, it's uh, it's the Padres. The Padres win, and the Cubs win. Then both San Diego and San Francisco will be eliminated. So the only ones the Cubs have to worry about are the Reds and the Marlins. Well, you know, Arizona got kind of stuck with uh, with the Yankees over the weekend, right? Because they had this rain out, and instead of playing a doubleheader, they took out their um, their off day. Right. And so so they don't have an off day for the rest of the season at this point. And it looks like the Marlins got rained out today. Um, so they're going to do a makeup. Tomorrow, I guess. Uh, and I'm not exactly sure. Is that going to be a double header? Um, and so both I believe of those, it is a double header. Yeah. So both those teams. There are no off days left. Yeah. yeah. So both those teams have, have, you know, suddenly got some some different um, strain on their pitching than they had planned, say, just a few days ago. So if we could stay out of that, you know, these weather issues, that would be helpful. And, um, you know, Steele's lined up at this point to either pitch the last day of the season or to pitch the first day of the playoffs. So, um, so you know, that's it's a pretty good, pretty good setup. I guess we don't have the tiebreaker against anybody, right? Um, except for San Francisco. Way, but. Yeah. I think it's the Padres and the Giants that we have the tiebreaker against. The rest is just like if they finish, the Cubs are out. So they need to finish a piece of game ahead. And that's going to be kind of rough, uh, given that they, the rest of the competition has softy schedules, but they all have their host of problems, right? Does, uh, Marlins have a few pitchers out. Arise has an ankle problem. 
Uh, so we'll see if he gets to gets to play. But you know, he's he's also cooled down quite a bit ever since he was 400 <laughs> earlier in the season. Now he's only hitting what 340 something. Yeah, it's been a you know a slow second half. Uh, still better than um, you know Zach McKinstry, but uh, you know or the entire Cubs lineup. <laughs> No, not better than Bellinger. He's been on fire. And, and man, Say has been, ever since, you know, they gave him, sort of they benched him for, what was it, about a week? Uh, he's really been on fire since then. So, you know, I mean, I he's he's a tough guy to pitch to right now. Yeah, he's uh, had the kind of, like, really awkward swing sometimes where he doesn't recognize a pitch, but now that I think they've uh, loosened him up He's recognizing better. He's uh, he, he was like the second highest hit total in September so far, and September's not over yet, <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Uh, and definitely lots of really clutch moments, which I think uh, that's a bit major complaint is that there aren't as many clutch moments as you would like on this team, which is why they were in that prolonged slump. You know, uh, we kind of talked about them last week, but. Uh, this past, past week, they were supposed to beat some really bad teams. Couldn't do it in the, the Pirates, but they did sweep the Rockies, so that was nice. They should probably have blown the Rockies out of the water because pitching was crap, but wins are wins, and at this point in the season, you take all the wins you can get. Uh, I think what was really kind of funny is like uh, the fact that, I, I guess, David Ross inadvertently, maybe he did it on purpose, insulted pirates and now the pirates are you know taking care of business against the reds which is why the cushion's a little larger than it used to be so that that was nice good good for for us uh right now the the pirates and phillies are tied in extra so that's kind of good uh but i i don't again i don't think the cubs are going to catch the phillies and they're too far down in the division to make worthwhile so i feel like yes they probably should win all the games remaining because and you leave like no doubt whatsoever but as long as they can stay ahead of the marlins i think they're going to be okay is it too soon to ask uh whether we'd rather play the phillies or the brewers (laughs) if they stay ahead uh it really depends is you remember that one year the Cubs like went seven and zero against the Mets and then got swept in the NLCS. So it's like regular season record doesn't mean anything. I think the Cubs can probably match up against both of them fairly well now. Uh, I also, I, I honestly don't care. I just want them in. And I, I guess at this point, like by the time we talk again next week, uh, we'll either be in or we'll be out. Uh, and if we're in, we're talking about a wild card uh, series, which is great. If we're out, then I guess I'll uh, preemptively just say I had a lot of fun this inning or this this season. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't meant to be this season. And uh, we'll try again next season. You know, it's a, it's an interesting scenario with the with the, the Brewers or the um, or the Phillies, because we're going to finish the season against the Brewers and then potentially play them right away, right again. And so it'd be like, 
what would that be? Six games in a row. Isn't the wildcard series only three? So, you know, potentially at least five games in a row, um, which is a little different. Um, I don't know if that works. I don't know whose favor that works in or if it works in anybody's favor. Um, but considering we can't hardly beat the Phillies either, um, I mean, I think I'd probably take my chances with the Brewers. But, I've, but you know, the, the bottom line is, like Ken said, you know, let's just get into the playoffs and see where we can go from there. That's That's already a win for the season, as much as I'd like it to be more than that. For the record, I'd rather they play. I'd rather the Cubs play the Phillies because I don't want to face Burns and Woodruff in a short series again. <laughs> the way I guess we did beat win both of those games last time or come close. But, uh, we did. I, I, I'm pretty sure we threw dropped a few runs on both of them, and when when they won that series, I think the only they didn't win started by Peralta of all people. So the good news <laughs> is. Uh, it's best two of three. They only have to win two of them. Yeah. So I, I think that helps the chaos quotient quite a bit uh, in favor of the underdog, which is the Chicago Cubs, even though I think you know, this team is subjectively, anyway, I feel like they're better. But they got to play that way and improve it to actually make the playoffs and prove it some more. Yeah, plus for the Phillies, my... Uh relatives are big Phillies fans, so uh, at least I could be happy for them if the Cubs lose. The Phillies are going to throw who on their first two? Zach Wheeler, I assume. Uh, and then... Uh, Nola, probably. Nola? Nola's yeah. been pretty rough this year, which is, you know, okay with me if that's who they throw. Um, uh, hmm. Taiwan Walker? I mean, his his... Yeah, I don't know. They they don't seem to really have real dominant starting pitching at the moment. I, I totally forgot Walker was a Phillies until you said it. <laughs> I, I don't actually know who their pitchers are at this time. Well, Ranger Suarez. Outslug everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. So you got Schwarber over there with. Um, you know, like a sub 200 batting average, but uh, but he's still got 45 home runs. So, um, I mean, it's crazy. 196 batting average and a 343 on base percentage. So his OPS is 812, which, you know, I mean, that's not real surprising for those of us that have watched him all these years. But, it's, you know, it's still those are still some crazy statistics. I'm going to ask you guys another question, a uh, set of questions now that we have a little time while we're enjoying the rest of this game and be not a terrible result. Uh, let's say, like, obviously our answer for who we want to win the World Series is the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> that, you know, presupposes that they make the playoffs and then run the table. But if it's not the Cubs, who would you prefer to win this year's championship? I mean, I think I know what my answer would be, but I think it would also like put a curse on the Cubs if I said it. So I'll I'll, I'll leave it out. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, I usually root for National League teams, um, and uh, I, I suppose my choice in the National League 
Um, although I'm afraid to say it now that Jeff suggested that because I don't want to be responsible for the next hundred years. But um, but assuming I'm not su- superstitious, I'm going to say I probably would root for the Diamondbacks and the Orioles and, um, you know, and let one of those two win the World Series. Yeah, the Orioles haven't won in like 40 years now. So this this is a probably a good good time for them to get back into it but uh they do have a pretty exciting team and actually i i think this is part of the reason why atlanta is playing the cubs so tough is because they haven't clinched home field throughout the, the postseason yet uh, they're only like two two or two and a half games ahead of baltimore right now yeah i, I definitely root to the orioles in the in the american league yeah, no, I mean, obviously it's the Cubs, but if it's not the Cubs, I definitely can't root for the Dodgers or Braves. Um, I mean, Phillies would be nice, I guess. But to be honest, you know, I, I still have a soft spot for the Brewers from living in Wisconsin, even though I like the Cubs more. At least those bad Brewers teams from years ago, I, I enjoyed very much the Prince Fielder and Ricky Weeks years. <laughs> um, and, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd be okay. If, assuming the Cubs don't, I mean, my number one choice would be the Cubs eliminating them. But after that, you know, I'd probably root for the Brewers if the Cubs uh, don't advance. That was good to me. They don't have Ryan Braun anymore. That that, that would have been a, a blocker. <laughs> but if, if if they bring him out to throw out a first pitch or something, then then I might uh, I might change my mind. <laughs> uh, if you guys actually had votes. And uh, you didn't accidentally vote for Ryan Tapera, uh, <laughs> given who just uh, who just did that really bad things to a baseball just now. Who are you going to root for as NL MVP and also in the AL? Uh, well, I think the NV, NL MVP, um, I think that's already sewn up. Uh, and I think he just hit a home run about a minute and a half ago. You don't think that? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a kid, yeah. No, it'll be a Yeah. Because the Dodgers are still doing well. They're just do, doing as well as uh, Atlanta right now. But Acuna has, what, the 70 stolen bases or is close? Yeah, he's going to be, what, 40? And he's so he's got 41 home runs and he's going to have 70 stolen bases. Nobody's ever done that before. That's a big deal, even with the new uh, base uh, sizes and stuff. I mean, it's um, he's gonna he's gonna run away with. The, I, I mean, I realize Mookie Betts is playing well, and um, and so is Freddie Freeman, but they'll take votes from each other. And Acuna's, I think, you know, no pun intended, he's gonna run away with the MVP vote. I think so. Yeah, as long as he doesn't blow blow a hamstring or something really terrible, because we definitely don't want that. He's fun to watch. Uh, he's two stolen bases away from 70, so he should be able to get that before the end of the season. I mean, assuming, assuming he, just... he, he like, you know, singles and doesn't like hit home runs uh, the rest of the way. It's exactly what I was going to say. So uh, on the AL, um, you know, I mean, it seemed like 
Otani was gonna was gonna be the AL MVP, but you know, with the various injuries and things he's had, I guess that opens the door for someone else. Um, but I'm not sure I've been paying close enough attention attention to to know who that would be. Um, maybe maybe Jeff's got that one figured out. I mean, I'd still go to Otani. The the only other person that maybe could challenge maybe would be Julio, but. That, that might depend, even though it shouldn't, on whether the Mariners end up making the playoffs. Well, the Rangers had, were in a free fall for a while, but they're back in the AL West lead, and I think they have a couple of candidates. And uh, Yeah, but, but uh, aside from my boss, uh, no one cares about the Rangers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think someone said that Simeon was also up there in war, but he, his was mostly defensive. So I don't know if he'll get enough votes, but if it's not uh, if it's not Otani, uh, I think you you guys are right. I'll be like Julio or or Seager getting some votes, but Otani probably did enough to to secure it. I guess we'll find out in November because they always like do the thing where you know you you know also the week before, and then uh, they have that three hour long show before they tell you who won. So, kind of silly how they do the broadcast, but what you're going to do? I, I just see. wait until later in the day and read the headline. And if it was up to you right now, who, who's getting manager of your votes from either league? Crick Council. <laughs> Only because this Brewers team isn't really that good, but I think they, they've, they're, they're, they're off. won a division. I think they've outperformed expectations. He's been there a long time. It, it might just be a career achievement award for him. I, I, don't, I don't think anyone else has a really strong case. Unless you give it to Sticker just because the Braves won the most games. Well, I think the AL should be Brandon Hyde. Uh, I, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not still sure that I agree. I mean, Council's definitely done a good job. Is he? Has he ever won manager of the year before? Because... If he has, then I'd say, you know, then maybe uh, is it Lavello who's the the manager of the Diamondbacks, or because nobody expected them to do very much. Um, I think David Ross has actually done a pretty good job, despite some of the head scratching we've done over the summer. Um, you do that with every manager, so um, so I'm not so sure it's as cut and dry in the National League. I tend to agree with Jeff that the council is going to get a lot of votes. I think David yeah, Ross he's, he's, he's never won it. Yeah, I think David Ross will get some votes, but I, I don't think he's going to win. I think uh, you'll get some down ballot voting. These guys like Skip Schumacher of the Marlins and some other teams that I'm completely blanking on right now. Uh, I doubt they're going to give it to like the, the Padres or the Giants or anything. Uh, you think anyone's going to vote for uh, Oliver Marmol? <laughs> <laughs> I don't that, even. That would be funny if they did. I, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just amazed that he still has a job. <laughs> That's funny. You know, there are a few surprising things in baseball, and uh, that's one of them to me as well. Um uh, but but really both the both the just the implosion of the of the Cardinals and the White Sox uh, has just been uh, I mean as far as 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 uh, popcorn eating um, that's been that's been pretty great. 
Yeah, I'd like to thank the entire division for being so crappy for so long to give the Cubs a chance to even think about winning the division right now, but also being in a position to earn a wild card should they decide to play well for the rest of this game and then so. Our man Miles Masterboni is uh, is batting right now. I am extremely surprised that he was not pinch hit for, because uh, Patrick Wisdom was actually doing pretty well in the matchups that he had. But maybe he doesn't match up well to this type of pitcher, or they want Masterboni in for defense. That's a very interesting uh, choice here, and that was a very interesting bunt attempt. That we uh, don't get run afoul of Major League Baseball, I think this is a good time to start tuning out. So uh, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me. Uh, it's late, my cold. Uh, you know, just talking baseball as we do. Uh, hopefully, by the time, what a terrible point. Uh, by the time we get to uh, next week when we talk again, we'll have really good news for the Cubs. Uh, we, yeah, like there, there's not much we can do, but wait and see at this point. They've done all they can. They probably could have done more. They didn't. And now this is the bed they have made for themselves. But yeah, thank you, Jeff and Skip, for hanging out with us. You can find us at Obstructive View, at obstructiveview.net. This podcast and all the archives are on Podbean. And yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for out with us we have to thank rich Deanna for a theme song and randall sanders for pulling the final out call for the 2016 rules any last words gents take a break uh atlanta and milwaukee maybe rest a few guys this week they've earned it i think if milwaukee clinches uh in the in the series they, they might take it easy yeah but I don't think Atlanta is going to take it easy on the Cubs. <laughs> they, they haven't clinched home field yet. Hey, you uh, you feel better soon, Ken. Uh, get, kick that cold and and uh, and you know uh, feel better soon. I will do my best, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Go Cubs! All right, go Cubs! Go Cubs! More than just a game.